Hi, David Dickens here. Thanks for joining us. Today's podcast is pulled right out of a meeting in my office a couple of weeks ago with an inherited IRA discussion. So the rules have changed a lot over the past couple of three to five years, and mistakes, well, they can be pretty costly. So hopefully there's something in here just for you. So let's bring Walter in and we'll explore inherited IRAs. Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Hey, welcome to another edition of Cover Your Assets KC. Walter Storholt here alongside David Dickens, who, of course, is the president and wealth advisor of KC Financial Advisor, serving you throughout the Kansas City area and beyond. We're online at CoverYourAssetsKC.com. Got a great show today. You just inherited an IRA. Now what do you do? And we're going to cover all of those important questions that come along with that topic on today's show. David, I'm excited for it, and uh, welcome to the show once again. How's your fall treating you so far? You know, it's pretty good. Now, we are right on the heels of a very successful Halloween evening last night. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Successful and, uh, in that you have lots of leftover candy, or you got rid yeah, of all your candy? Unfortunately, no, I didn't get rid of <laughs> nearly enough. But as I, as I mentioned last week, I was smart enough to, buy, to not buy a bunch of Butterfingers and Snickers. So the Stuff that you like, right? Mostly what I have is stuff I don't really want. Nice. Now, That's that doesn't good. mean it's not going to be eaten. Oh, I see. It just may not be as eaten ver- as voraciously as it would have if it had been Butterfingers. Exactly. That's good. That's good. How about I followed yours? your advice. I went out. I bought. I way overbought on the candy, but I did at least uh, buy pretty much all things I didn't like. So there you go. Yeah, and I made sure that the stuff I did like was at the very top of the of the bucket, <laughs> so it went first. Wow, that's a lot of strategery right there for Halloween evening. But it worked. I only dipped into maybe like three total pieces of candy, and. And, and there's nothing left today because then we also <laughs> then just to make sure all doubt was eliminated, uh, we gave all our leftover candy to our neighbor. <laughs> oh, man, that was a pro move right made, there. Made them distribute the rest of it. <laughs> so, that's well great. done. Well, speaking of distributions, look at it. Look at this transition. Wow, uh, that was smooth. Yeah, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about inheriting an IRA and what happens when you get those dollars all of a sudden under your control and trying to figure out what in the world is going on. And David, I understand. I know we talk about IRAs and Roths and things like that a lot here, and we've covered inherited IRAs in the past over the years of doing this show. But uh, today we're bringing this topic back up because I understand you got a call. Uh, from a client a couple of weeks ago that's kind of leading to this coming and, and bubbling back up to the surface. I did. So yeah, in inheritance, that's a pretty cool deal. So anytime you get a chance to get an inheritance, I would highly recommend it. But the question came up because this had a couple of different components of what we're going to talk about today. The rules have changed a bunch. And so I just took that conversation, broadened it out wide enough that I hope there's something in here that's applicable to each of our listeners. So so that's where we're going today. Okay, very good. So I'm pretty sure the rules on these inherited IRAs have probably changed in recent years with the SECURE Act passing and some of the other things that have come across um, you know, the, the desk of our politicians over the last few years with how much the world has changed. Um, because I remember years ago you could do this stretch IRA concept but I'm feeling like that kind of got, got messed up or, or changed or altered over the last few years. Is that right? Yeah. So up until about five years ago, we used to do we used to have software programs that would show people if you left this IRA to your grandkid, 
who's eight years old, they can stretch it over their entire lifetime based on a different RMD schedule. And your IRA will live on for decades and decades. And it was pretty cool and eyes would pop. But all of that has changed now. You can't anymore. Most people are not able to inherit an IRA and let it drag on for the rest of their life. Honestly, that was way too good of, an, of a deal. And Congress finally said, no, nah, we need to put some guardrails around this that will allow the IRS to collect some taxes faster. Okay. It's not a bad thing, I guess, to have some guardrails and some direction on this stuff, but then it takes what was kind of an easy decision for folks and makes it a little bit more complicated because now if you can't stretch these IRAs anymore, what are your options? Yeah, so there are, there are two main categories of uh, people who might inherit an IRA, and I'm I'm kind of putting all this on the on the lowest shelf possible. Like we we give disclaimers a lot to say, you know, if if you have this situation, make sure you get some really good advice that's specific to you. And obviously, we're not giving speci- uh, advice specific to anybody today. But two main categories: one is if you inherit an IRA from your spouse, and then if you inherit an IRA from a non-spouse. So the spouse piece is really the most straightforward. In the vast majority of cases I've ever seen, the surviving spouse just rolls that IRA into their own IRA and then follows the same rules regarding future required minimum distributions that they would follow based on their own life expectancy and their own age. So one common exception to that, it's not very common, but but one you might run into is if the spouse that inherits the IRA is under 59 and a half. So I'm not going to go into excruciating detail on this one, but if the spouse is under 59 and a half and they expect that they might want to take money out of this IRA before they turn 59 and a half, because at 59 and a half, under 59 and a half, you pay it, not only do you pay the taxes, but you pay a 10% penalty for money that comes out of an IRA. If you're in that situation, you wouldn't maybe want to roll it into your IRA and then take a distribution and pay the tax and the penalties. You might keep it as an inherited IRA. And when you take money out of an inherited IRA, when you're less than 59 and a half years old, you can take the money out as much as you want and you still pay the taxes. You just don't pay that 10% penalty. So if that's your situation as a spouse, that might be the one little carve out. But most spouses are just going to roll those the IRA they just inherited from their deceased spouse, they're just going to roll that right into their own IRAs. Makes everything very simple and very streamlined. Seems pretty straightforward if you are the spouse. Now, is it as straightforward if we are not the spouse? How do things change? Well, it is not as straightforward. (laughs) (laughs) That's where the changes all happened. So there are, everything's a little bit complicated, but there are basically two types of non-spouse beneficiaries. One group is called eligible designated beneficiaries, and that's a fairly small group of people who who do get to basically follow the old rules. Those are people that inherit an IRA and they are uh, maybe disabled or chronically ill people. Maybe they're minor children of the IRA owner or yeah, or the minor grandchildren of the IRA owner or they're beneficiaries who are not more than 10 years younger than the IRA owner. A little complicated, you might want to 
play that back to yourself by hitting yeah, the rewind Yeah, you're going to have to hit rewind a couple times on that. <laughs> but those are non-spouse eligible designated beneficiaries. That's not really what we want to talk about here today. But they're, they're able to stretch for a period of time, but rules apply to those stretches. What we really want to talk about today and the situation that I had uh, that was related to this uh, call from a client is a non-eligible designated beneficiary inheritor. So think of that as an IRA you might inherit from a parent. So the rules for that are these. If the parent was taking RMDs already, in other words, they were over 72, basically, which the RMD age is now 73, as all of our listeners know. But if the parent was already taking RMDs, then you must also. If they weren't taking RMDs, then you're not required to take any. But either way, that IRA has to be fully liquidated before the end of the 10th year after the date of death. So the big change there was you no longer get to stretch your parents' IRA distributions over your lifetime. 10 years is the max. You can take it out faster. You just can't take it out slower. So that is the big takeaway here is um, you have choices when you inherit an IRA but you don't get to stretch them out over your lifetime. Hmm, okay, makes sense. I, I think I, I'm, I'm following you. So the stretch IRA still kind of exists. It's just not as stretchable. Um, it, it's got this 10-year limit stretch to it now. Yeah, I'll go with that. Okay. And, and maybe and one difference between that, just to get a little bit in the weeds, is with an old stretch IRA, before the law has changed, you had to take required distribution out every year based on your age. With the new laws... Most beneficiaries don't have to take a penny out during that 10-year period, but they have to have it cleaned out by the um, end of that 10th year. So in theory, you could wait till the 10th year and take it all out at once if, if for some reason that made sense. Exactly. And one perfect reason would be if, if you inherited from your parent, you are 60 years old, and you know you're going to be retired 10 years from now, and your tax bill is going to be a lot lower than right now when you're working. You might say, oh, I'm not going to take any money out of that thing for six years while I'm working. And then in those last four years, I'm going to manage my tax liability by taking strategic amounts out of that IRA such that it is cleaned out by the end of the 10th year. That's one example that, I, that has, has actually been used in my office before. Yeah. Seems like you have, we've lost a little bit of flexibility in one arena with these inherited IRAs, but gained a little bit of flexibility in another way. So a little bit of a trade-off, it sounds like we've been able to encounter here. Some some positive, some pro, some con um, involved with these switch-ups. So maybe because this conversation was inspired by a, a call that you got from a client a few weeks ago, maybe you don't want to use your exact, uh, your client's exact situation, but can you give us maybe a, a real-world example, walk us all the way through of, of how this has made a difference? Yeah, so I think I'll probably just eliminate using numbers, but here's an example I think that demonstrates a lot of what I was talking about. So, so Susan dies and she's 70 years old, so she's not taking RMDs yet. She has three sons. Son number one opens an inherited IRA account. And, and by the way, there's, the custodian will know, that's usually Schwab, Fidelity, uh, are, the, are the biggest custodians. But wherever your IRA is custodianed, they're going to know that there are very specific rules as to how the new account needs to be titled. So don't necessarily worry about that, but if it gets titled incorrectly, 
you're going to have a tax problem on your hands. So son number one correctly opens an inherited IRA. He rolls the dollars in, and then he takes distributions anytime he wants over the next 10 years. In his case, he's like the guy I just mentioned five minutes ago where he doesn't want or need the money now. He's going to wait till he retires. And he's going to retire early, obviously, since Susan's 70, and he's probably 50. Uh, so, but, but anyway, by the, if he's 50, by the time he's age 60, he's got to have that money cleaned out. Um, son number two says, you know, I'm not doing so great in my life. I'm just going to take that money now. And the custodian writes him a check and gives him the money and he puts it in his bank. Well, in that case, that entire amount of money is fully taxable this year on that person's tax return. And then number, uh, son number three, he's read a little bit on the internet and he thinks he's kind of got this figured out. And he says, you know what? I'm going to do one of those 60-day distributions and roll it over before the 60-day period is over. And what he unfortunately finds out 59 days later is the 60-day rollover is not eligible, never has been eligible, for an inherited IRA. So he too, just like son number one, he too is going to get a nasty tax bill this year because once he rolls that money out, even attempting to do a 60-day rollover, that's a taxable transaction. And to make things worse for sons two and three, that problem is not fixable. So once you do that, you can't slap your head on the forehead and say, oh my gosh, I should have done something differently. Maybe I can reverse that. No, you can't. So if you inherit an IRA, which is I mean, more money is typically better than less, and thank goodness you had some heirs who thought highly of you enough to let you inherit some money. If you inherit an IRA, the rules, there's a bunch of them, and you just want to make sure that how you um, execute this inheritance is most beneficial to your personal tax situation. So get some good advice and enjoy that, that uh, inheritance. Well, good advice can be found right here on the show or in a one-on-one conversation with David and the team at Cover Your Assets KC. Here's how to get in touch. You can call David and ask any questions that might be on your mind about preparing for retirement. 913-317-1414 is the number. 913-317-1414. Or go online to CoverYourAssetsKC.com. Lots of ways that you can get in touch and interact with the team through the website. That's CoverYourAssetsKC.com. That contact info is in the description of today's show so you can find it nice and easily. David, thanks for breaking down this conversation about inherited IRAs and what to do now when that situation hits. And I think our listeners are uh, smarter for it after listening to today's show. I hope so. And I look forward to talking to you again in two weeks. Sounds good. Join us for new episodes every other week right back here, of course, on Cover Your Assets KC. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and we'll see you again next time. Advisory services offered through Creative One Wealth, LLC, an investment advisor. KC Financial Advisors and Creative One Wealth, LLC are not affiliated. 
We are an independent financial services firm, helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. The information and opinions contained in this program have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. They are given for informational purposes only and are not a solicitation to buy or sell any of the products mentioned. The information is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. This material has been provided by a licensed insurance professional for informational and educational purposes only and is not endorsed or affiliated with the Social Security Administration or any government agency. It is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for accounting, legal, tax, or investment advice.